Rangers of the Galaxy Rangers. What's up, Internet? You're listening to Episode 3 of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm R.D. And I'm Jay. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. So, this time around, we'll be reviewing the third episode titled Tortuna. But before getting into that, I have a correction or two to make. Of course, in the last episode, I got General Nagata's name wrong a couple of times. Nagata. Uh, but more importantly, I also got the shape of his, his floating platform wrong. Um, I said it was triangular. It's actually rectangular. Wow. So, yeah, wow. That, that was it. I just needed to get that off my chest. I mean, it was it was no catastrophic loss of data, but, but, I, <laughs> but I felt it needed to be addressed. <laughs> Some people just don't like letting stuff go. It's heartwarming. Vindictive, but heartwarming. Hey, Jay, we got some feedback. I wanted to give a shout to uh, one of our one listeners. <laughs> uh, Twitter user named Nocturna Books. Well, I'm happy we have a listener who actually appreciates this stuff. Nocturna Books sent us some nice tweets. So thank you. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but we might have more than one listener. Really? I don't want, I don't want any of our one listeners to get jealous of each other. Oh, I see. But uh, but we appreciate the support. Yes. You know, we haven't heard too much from anybody, but this one person, Nocturna Books, has tweeted out to us a few times and has has had nice things to say. So that's cool. Thank you. We appreciate it, man. It, it's very encouraging and it keeps us going. Yeah, same here, man. Um, and also, our friends at Cybertronological, Kevin and Adam, they gave us a, a huge shout. They do a pretty popular podcast called Cybertronological. They can be found on Twitter at Cybertronologic because Twitter is stupid and only allows you so many letters. But yeah, I told them about this podcast and that they were partially uh, the inspiration of it uh, because they do Transformers episodes chronologically. We're doing Galaxy Rangers episodes chronologically. And they, they gave us a huge shout out and, you know, they pointed people in our direction and encouraged them to listen. And I, I think that's great, man. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, it made me misty. I'm sorry, it did. Yeah, I mean, he, he steamed up his computer, destroyed nice. his microphone. Podcasters unite. I, that, that, I, I love it. I love it. Being new to the podcast culture, I'm just a cons- I've been just a consumer for all this time, and I had no idea that there's this level of unity amongst podcasters. Podcasters unite! She, you know, my niece rolls her eyes. I told her, I was like, I have a podcast. She was like, do you, Uncle? <laughs> and then my son's in the backseat. It's Galaxy Rangers. Yeah, she doesn't know what that is. I don't... Yeah, she has to be initiated, man. Like, you got a robot chicken her the first two episodes at least. Okay, so let's get into episode three, Tortuna. So it starts off starts off with Miko talking about Tortuna. And, but Miko's reflecting on all the times she's had to go to Tortuna. And, and they were in Tortuna the last episode. That's what gets me. So they treat the third episode... Like in the third episode, they're acting like they're like fifteen or twenty episodes down the road, and they're only like you know three episodes in. But there you have it. Right. This episode always confused me too, man. I'm like, they're acting like they've never been to this place before. Mm-hmm. It's like they were on this planet before when they met Captain Kidd. The question is, where were they else on the planet? I'm like, they came here before. 
Of course, they rode in like bosses then. This time they parked the ship like five kilometers out of town and they have to like ride through the desert or something. So Zach on the ship tells them what the mission is. He pretty much gives you a rundown of what's, of what's going to happen. Uh, he says that they're there to find Gizi the Pedulant. Pedulant is a, is a type of alien. They have like elephant trunk noses and big ears and they're little tiny dudes. So they have to find Gizi the Pedulant and get a memory bird from him before the, the queen discovers that it's stolen. Now, memory birds are like these these birds that the queen uses to store her her important information, like her very vital information. Uh, she uses computers like everyone else, but the, the memory birds, for some reason, uh, are where she stores like her most precious uh, intel. Uh, so Zach says... That was a good recap of all the information. Man. Thank you, thank you. Nico, played by R.D. Was it Miko that said all that? Because I, I thought it was Doc. Or, no, Doc, he played the audience. He was like, what's a memory bird? So everybody... I'm sorry, you cut out. I missed most of what you said. Well, I was just commenting on how Gooseman and Doc seem to have this interesting relationship with, like, Gooseman calls Gooseman the Gooseman. Oh, yeah. Instead of Gooseman. Or Goose, like everybody else does. And they just, they taunt each other back and forth. The mutual respect is clearly there. They have a good camaraderie. Yeah, so... Uh, so they deploy the horses again, and Zach says, "Let's mount up." And uh, Doc catches his reflection in the horse's shiny metal ass, and he says, "I dig these wild duds." And uh, he's he's admiring their their costume. So Miko comments that they're dressed as zangwills. Uh, zangwills are apparently uh, humans wearing like brown clothes. I don't know. <laughs> And like I said, cowboy ninjas. Cowboy ninjas. And they uh they all have like a scarf cover in their mouth. They're all wearing hats except for Goose. So Goose looks like Bazooka Joe. Did you notice that? There's a bounty on all humans throughout the whole galaxy because the queen wants human life forces yeah. for her slaver lords. And Zangwills look like humans. So why would they choose that as their disguise? Right. I, I don't know. So anyway, they start heading into town and immediately they spot some raiders attacking a stagecoach of you know futuristic type of stagecoach and these raiders they look like barbarian type aliens but they they have laser pistols and stuff and they're riding what looks like a cross between an ogre and a horse i'm going to call them stogers like half steed yeah, half yeah, ogre stogers. that works right something like that i think they're like fat raptors or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> Faptors. Oh no, that's, that's not good. Fat, <laughs> that means something different. What? Dude, what did you say? What did you do? <laughs> I was like, so the messed up thing is like, wait, these the guys that are riding them look just as disgusting. They just have more clothes on than they do. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They they have longer hair. They could be relatives or highly evolved version of the same creature. Who knows? That's possible. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, they, they spot the stagecoach getting attacked. And, they, you know, um, Zach was just saying that they needed to keep a low profile. And then he goes, he goes, those people are in trouble. Galaxy Rangers, ho! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows nothing about low profile, Zach. The guy with the thunderbolt knows nothing about low profile. Eyebrow's idea of low profile is just tapping his badge lightly. Let's see, uh... So the Raiders are riding the Stogers, and they're easily, like, taken care of. Like, the, the Galaxy Rangers just tear them up. 
especially Goose. Goose is like a one man army. Right. Like he jumps onto he jumps onto one of the one of the Stogers. Stogers, yeah. Like right behind the passenger, and then he throws the you know, he throws the raider off. Dude lands in the lands on the ground, knocks him out or whatever, and then he punches the Stoger in the face, and and as it's stumbling, he jumps onto one of the stagecoach's um bird horses. Yeah. Slows. This is all. This all happens like within a matter of a few seconds. He slows the bird horse down, and you know stops the stagecoach, and then he jumps across the stagecoach to the back where there's a, a, a like a turret that you can man, and he gets on it and shoots all the stogers, like he kills them all, just goes on a killing spree. I guess he doesn't care because I remember when Zach rolled down the hill, he said, "Set your guns and stun." If you notice, man, they're doing some kind of mean stuff. Someone, I forget who it was, when somebody shot a stoger. They was riding by. They shot the Stoger, not the person, not the, the Raider. They shot the Stoger. <laughs> Watch it just fall. Yeah, over. like Conan. Just like, he uh, he's just punching them and shooting them like nothing. Yeah, like no regard. For, th- th- those are living things, man. I thought Goose was a good guy. <laughs> he is like Batman, a good guy. He, well, he's like the Ben Affleck Batman. Like you know, what did what did one of those Batman saying? You'd be surprised what you can live through. <laughs> It's like, messed up. It is messed up. I think this whole crew, they're not right in their own ways. They talk about how they have high ideals for justice, but they'll pull a gun and shoot somebody in a minute. It, not even a minute. Quick draw. Half a second. But think about it. They're just assuming that the people in the stage group are good guys. What if it's stolen from these other guys? Yeah, and you know what? When they When they open the storage compartment, there's a bunch of gherkins inside. Remember the gherkins, the little pink raisinette dudes? Yeah, the raisinette dudes. The California raisin guys. You notice how the gherkins are always all soft-spoken? I think the idea is that they're really docile and easily pushed around. I guess. So, uh, so yeah, the, 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 drivers, the drivers of the stagecoach are um, pedulance. Just like Geezy, the, the, the Geezy the pedulant they're looking for. So they're pedulance, and they point a gun at at the rangers and they're like uh you know step away um zangwills and then goose does his quick draw thing and shoots the gun right out of his hand and the rangers tell them that they're looking for geezy and suddenly you know the the pedulant is is cool with them now because because he knows geezy and he tells them where, where they can find him and stuff so the rangers head into town right definitely did that i mean well before you get there you see the dome and valleys and stuff and then you have to deal with the robots at the gate or the Queen of the Crowns guard. So they they get to the gate of the town, and they're not allowed entry. They're not allowed immediate entry. You know the the uh, what do you call it? The guard is one of is one of the Queen of the Crowns uh, robots, right? And he's saying that they they need an entry pass, and they don't have one. They said they left it on their ship when they crashed or whatever. And then Miko says, "I'm sure there's something we can do." And he goes, "Attempting to bribe a guard, eh?" Uh, that's punishable by death, and I'm like, she she didn't attempt to to bribe him, <laughs> bribe him with what? Yeah, you know, she's gonna sell her bang. <laughs> then the guard laughs like Roscoe P. Coltrane and says, "Use angles are all the same. That'll be six hundred crowns." So they they pay up and get into the city. Of course, Zach first thing doesn't want to pay him. He's ready. I thought he was gonna go for his gun. Stock was like, "Pay the man." He's like, "Why would I? Why would I pay him when I could just kill him?" That's what I'm saying. That's where I thought Zach was going. Uh, they're they're walking. There's like a montage where they're walking through town, and it looks Blade Runner esque. 
the town. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the set design. So they enter the bar. Uh, then they have a seat. Another bar. This was a little bit cleaner than the last one, though. They're, they're in the bar. They have a seat. And uh, Gizi is in there. And he's giving the robot waitress a hard time. Uh, she sounds very familiar. She's got, like, this Queens, New York type accent. And she says she's working her way through drama school. Uh, I, you know what? I can tell you right now that drama school doesn't pan out. She actually ends up working as a maid for the Jetsons. You don't think she looks and sounds like Rosie from the Jetsons? From the Jetsons? Yeah. You know, a little bit. The, gla- the glasses threw me off, man. So the Rangers see Geezy. They see he has the bird. And they decide they're going to approach him. And just as they get up to approach him, the Queen of the Crown's robots, uh, they, they come in and they try to arrest him and demand the bird from him. So the Rangers rescue him and they duck down an alley thinking that they lost uh, the queen's minions uh and then Gizi says that he'll cough up the bird for 500 crowns so they pay him immediately like sight unseen and then and then they start examining the bird and it raises their suspicions that this might not be the bird they're looking for but suddenly the queen of the crown's uh minions show up and they attack and then doc gets manhandled by one of the bots like he slams him up against the wall he That's hemmed him up against the wall, how he's the only and he kept his cool though. Like Doc, Doc kept his cool. Like he, like, like he was trying to keep his cover. Like I would have been triggered, like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, like with the Rizzo score playing in the background, and the camera zooming in and out of my eyes. <laughs> like wee wee. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but you know what, Doc does get pissed. Doc gets pissed after the, the, the bot feels the badge and then rips his shirt to reveal yeah. his, his Galaxy Ranger. Then Doc's, Doc gets mad. He gets the, uh, he goes, hey, man, don't mess with my duds. Right. And then he's uh, all in dude's face. I'm like, okay. Then Goose shoots everybody. Right. Everybody pulls out their Like gats. if there's an enemy in, in the area, he shoots them. And uh, while, while all this is happening, uh, Geezy dips. He takes off. Which should have happened from the beginning. You know, where where did that uh, petulant go? As soon as he got paid, he should have took off. You know, I know they're trying to keep that cover, right? But you see your boy getting roughed up. I don't understand why they waited so long to, to get down and dirty. But they did seem to establish that everybody's afraid of the, the Queen's minions. Everybody's afraid of the Crown soldiers. I guess. Uh, and they acted afraid. They acted afraid of them when they first uh, entered the town. Right. They seem to, like, hold enough authority that it keeps people from getting squirrely with them. Uh, so, yeah, they question the bird. They question the bird. He tells them where to find Geezy. And then they go to Geezy's crib. And they, they start looking around. And they find a bunch of gherkins in the basement. Some of whom were are the same gherkins that, that were in the back of the stagecoach. Yeah, Zangwill Slivers. Yeah, we recognize these Zangwills. They're cool. So, uh, Geezy, he, he may be shady, but he's helping the gherkins. And they love him and the Pedulants. They, they, they love him and his kind because apparently they smuggle uh, gherkins like off-world and stuff to, to escape from the queen. So they find Gizi in the next room. And uh, he has, I guess, the correct bird. It's like a robot bird. It's robotic and freaking evil. Like it talks like the queen. And uh, Doc opens its cage to examine it and the bird takes off flying. 
and it uh it leads them to a door and on the other side of that door are a bunch of the queen's minions along with a slaver lord with the queen's face like uh holographically projected in front of it so <clears throat> goose gets injured yes uh he gets shot in the arms and then uh miko is fighting off a couple of the robots and she sees goose you know she takes care of her two assailants and uh and then she uh runs over to goose and touches his badge for him and she activates his healing ability. I didn't know they could activate someone else's badge. Yeah. Apparently, apparently I think they, they just established something. Maybe they switched badges by accident. Spoiler alert. I've never seen anyone else touch anyone else's badge. I don't recall it ever happening again. So Nico was touching people's badges. <laughs> She's a badge toucher. She's the biggest gun toting badge-touching Galaxy Ranger there is. She's like a psychic ninja girl with a shotgun. Like, there's, like everything about that is cool. Ninja girl with a shotgun that touches people's badges. <laughs> yes, that's okay. what she does. Okay. So, she touches Goose's badge, his arms heal, and then they turn golden. So, they're like in, they're like, they, they turn like metallic golden. And he starts running through them, just punching robots and killing them instantly. He starts mowing them down. And he's punching the crap out of any unfortunate bots in his way. Uh, he leads Doc into the control room. And there's humanoid dudes in there. And All this happened because he got his badge touched. I just, just saying. Thank you, Jay. What? Thanks for clearing that up. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's good stuff, dude. Yes, I <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we established that he got his badge touched. Okay, so where where are we? Um, okay, so uh, Goose leads Doc to the control room, and there's there's a bunch of humanoid dudes in the in the control room, uh, and Goose convinces them to vacate by shooting at them. <laughs> that's the that's the most convincing argument ever. Someone pulls a gun at you and shoots at you. So Doc pulls out his tablet. It's a holographic tablet. Yep. See, if you notice, Doc's badge started glowing without him touching it. Actually, I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. So Doc summons uh, one of his programs, Pathfinder, and uh, tells him to take over the defenses. Yep. Uh, So now, after Pathfinder does his thing, now Goose can control the turrets and kill (laughs) the arriving reinforcements. Right. So Goose has like a, a a joystick in his hand, and he's like aiming the the turrets at people, and I think it was just pretty tearing wrong, them man. up. I mean, he's smiling the whole time. He's yeah, happy. Just happy. Shooting, I, I like, like seeing Goose happy. Army like little crews of dudes <laughs> getting shot, and one just like lighting them up. Just wrong. Like, is there anybody in this episode that kicks more ass than Goose? He's just destroying. He lays waste to the Stogers. He lays waste to the Queen's minions as soon as they show up. Yeah, I mean, this episode does, but I think there's some some to come that you're like, wow, the whole team is kind of wrong and ruthless. So uh, Geezy gets his Gherkin pals into the shuttle while Miko and Zack hold off the crown. Uh, Then Geezy takes off and Zack says, he's on his own, head for the horses. At the end of the episode, it shows uh, Gizi contacts them while they're in their ship, Ranger 1. And he says, thank you. And, you know, the Galaxy Rangers have proven themselves to be good allies to uh, to his people and to the Gherkins. 
and he thanks them. And then the show signs off. Yeah. So, yeah, I will say, man, this this one wasn't one of my favorite episodes. I mean, there was good stuff in it, but not the same as the first two. I don't know if this is, a, this is like the B-team wrote this one. Um, I'm thinking that, yeah, the B-team might have written it. Uh, but as far as the animation goes, there were some scenes that were really well animated. Yeah. And the, as far as the action goes, the action was top notch. Like, if you're a fan of Gooseman, yeah. this episode is probably the reason why. That's true. This is a Gooseman moment. He does shine pretty bright. Get to see a little bit more of his powers. We find out ourselves when we're writing our stories, too. We kind of favor certain characters in our stories a little bit more than others. And I think a lot of stuff that we create now is kind of influenced by the, what we saw with Galaxy Rangers and other shows like it. And we look forward to having more people step into the light and create more good stuff to watch versus some of the stuff that we see now. And that's why the internet and podcasts are so important to be out there because you need a place to put this, the, the great content when you know mainstream isn't looking at great content. Yeah. Right? You agree with me, one listener? Hopefully, hope that one listener agrees with me. <laughs> the great thing about podcasts is that you can find your niche. You know, and uh, like not everything is for everybody, but you can you can actually go out and seek what you like and hear about it and, and, and find other people that are into the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's briefly talk about something that you did today. Would you like to tell our, our listener what's happening with the Series 6 podcast? Do I want to say something special? Yeah. I thought everything I said was special. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I'll take it. You didn't hear the whole thing I just said was special? Yeah, no, no. It was, it was very kumbaya. I, I appreciate it. But I, I thought it was touching. That's not what I was talking and, about. You know, Skype isn't helping me right now. No, no. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or you're just breaking up. It's a little bit of both. The sarcasm is breaking me up. <laughs> That's well, that's good to know. <laughs> You're doing both. So sarcastic and poor connection. So it's great. <laughs> so here's the deal, guys. We started a website for Series Six Podcast. And it is, you guessed it, series six podcast dot com. That's the number six. Series six podcast dot com. You can find our episodes. And hopefully, by the time you hear this and go to the website, you'll be able to download our episodes. Uh, at the moment, we're only able to stream them, but I, I prefer downloading uh, podcasts, and I, I think uh, I'd like to offer that capability to our listeners. It's coming. Yeah. And coming soon, you'll also be able to comment on our website and all that stuff. But uh, we were so eager to get the website up that we settled for bare bones at the moment so you can uh, come in check our episodes out stream them and yeah check out at Cybertronologic, friends of this podcast should if you're into anything 80s if you're into transformers true check it out even gobots they do gobots episodes like once a year and they're pretty funny they do gobots yes really it's a it's like an april fool's thing they do I don't... Yes, it should be. Where they where they swap it out. They pull a switcheroo, 
and they pretty much do a GoBots episode in the same format as their regular shows, and they kind of like play the roles of GoBots fanboys who have disdain for Transformers. Okay. Psykill, Leader One, yep. Turbo. Leader One with his yellow teeth. Oh, dude, I hated that show. I watched it, but I hated it. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I didn't like the show either. It was, uh, was Hanna-Barbera, and they shared a lot of voice talent from Transformers. If you, if you yeah, I know, that. yeah. That's true. I do believe that. I never really liked the show. Um, but I did, a guilty pleasure, I did always like the GoBots toys. I thought that some of them were actually better than Transformers. You liked what? The GoBots toys. Some of them were better. They were better toys than similarly well, sized Transformers. You know what toy company picked them up? Well, it was different. Hasbro was a different company, but... And then weren't most of the Transformers uh, a Japanese-like copy of Japanese robots? So here, here's the deal. Um, GoBots were machine robo in japan okay they were made by bandai they were yeah and then they got licensed to come over here the american company tonka yeah tonka picked picked them up go bots here and transformers was picked up by hasbro yeah transformers was a few different takara toy lines okay and uh one of them was diaclone and that was that's where they got all the cars and the optimus prime and then another Uh... was Microchange, right? Microchange was where they got all the objects, like the like Soundwave and Megatron and Ah, I got it, I got it. Very interesting. See, man, you are up on your robot stuff, dude. You're gonna tell me something about Power Rangers. Something about Power Rangers, right? <laughs> so the so just recently, during research on Galaxy Rangers, I didn't know that when Saban, the guy who was the guy who brought um, Power Rangers to America from the original Japanese shows. When he pitched it, it was originally called Galaxy Rangers. He called it Galaxy and Rangers. And then somebody said, no, that, that name is already taken, pal. I, I don't know if that's what happened, but eventually they changed it. But he had a couple of different pitches for it. One was Galaxy Rangers, and the other one was like BioWars. If you, if you look up Galaxy Rangers on YouTube, you'll see like the video of the Power Rangers as Galaxy Rangers. And then you'll see another version of it, and it's it's pretty bad. All the names are wrong. Everybody did different stuff. It was fine. None of the, original, none of the characters were the same guys from the show. It's all hilarious. But that's it. Galaxy Rangers were Power Rangers original. I don't want to cast aspersions on, on Power Rangers or anything, but I'm really glad that they didn't end up keeping the the Galaxy Rangers name because I feel like it would have. Uh, Me too. It would have taken away some of the potency of what Galaxy Rangers was able to accomplish. That pretty much closes out the episode. Okay, listener, that was Tortuna, and next episode we're going to be doing episode four. That's Chained. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. Visit our brand spanking new website, series6podcast.com, and stream our episodes directly. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. Galaxy Rangers, no space, at email, not Gmail, E, because we're excellent. We've been your host. I'm RD. I'm Jay. And we'll see you next time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrives. Bye.